The Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey is a leading provider of advanced reproductive technologies, sharing its knowledge with you. It's time for Fertility Talk with RSCNJ. Here's Melanie Cole. While exercise and maintaining healthy weight are so important, physical activity should be done in moderation when trying to get pregnant and certainly something that you should speak to your health care provider about. My guest today is Dr. William Ziegler. He's a specialist in reproductive endocrinology and infertility, and he's the medical director of the Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey. Welcome to the show, Dr. Ziegler. So we're always told, you know, to exercise, and it helps us get healthy and maintain a good, healthy pregnancy. But during fertility and conception and trying to get pregnant, is exercise, can it be both good and bad? Yes, um, which exercise and infertility will vary from individual to individual. There is no really just one-size-fits-all. We do know that exercise and infertility are linked, and we know that being overweight is just as bad as being underweight. And those that undergo a very vigorous exercise regime may be actually hurting their chances for conceiving. Wow. So what do we consider, you know, a vigorous routine? What do you consider that? Well, there's been some, there's been some research out that basically has mentioned that um, women who exercise four hours or more per week have a 40% less likelihood of having a live birth versus those that don't. So even just exercising four hours uh, per week can actually compromise fertility. It's very hard to quantify what is a strenuous exercise as well as the type of exercise that we know, like with men, those that are bike riders have a lower sperm count than those that don't. And a lot of that has to do with the... The equipment has to do with what and just what they're wearing, and um, the temperature in which the testicles are at because they because they are kind of wedged between the body and then the bicycle. With women, again, we try to um, we we try to target their heart rate. That we like to have um, the heart rate if they're going to be working out to be between one ten and one twenty. Um, we don't want it to be at a range which it's for for weight reduction. Um, we also look at body mass index, and we like to have the body mass index between 20 and 25, and that would equal around 117 to 145 pounds, who's 5 feet 4 inches tall. Well, this is so contrary to what most people hear about the benefits of exercise. And so when you are working with women and, and discussing fertility treatments and such, when you're telling them about exercise and and they're questioning you, but I thought I was supposed to take walks and go for runs and keep doing aerobics or whatever it is, what are the reasons that you tell them? Well, what we kind of tell patients is very similar to when you eat and you go out running and you get stomach cramps. Um, you don't use your stomach to run. Um, so when you do vigorous exercise, the blood's going to go to the organs that need it, to the muscles, to the lungs, to the heart, and to the brain. As with reproduction, you don't use your uterus and you do not use your ovaries to do vigorous exercise. So we try to have them curtail that. If they want to participate in vigorous exercise, we usually recommend it just during their period time. Um, But during a treatment cycle, we kind of recommend curtailing any cardio activity. Um, I kind of bring up the suggestion of what's called mall walking. It's walking in the mall. You're just strolling. 
Um, if you want to do isolated muscle groups, that's fine. But nothing that's going to be classified as, as cardio activity. So we want to watch out for our heart rate. And does the internal body temperature, is that, does that have something to do with it? Or is, can it inhibit ovulation? What's happening? Well, what, the big thing is that with, and just with exercise, you do have an increase in adrenaline. And adrenaline can affect the pituitary hormone. It can also affect peripheral fat tissue, which basically produces a hormone called leptin. And leptin kind of communicates to your higher centers in, within your brain to tell it that, that I'm healthy enough to get pregnant. Um, if you start having uh, these, these drastic weight losses, then the leptin levels fall, and the pituitary gland reads that as, well, I'm not healthy enough to get pregnant. I am under a lot of stress, and it starts to shut down someone's and ovulation. So that's kind of where the whole thing and then with exercise comes into play. So if a woman is is already in very good shape and exercises a lot, and then they're having a little trouble getting pregnant, you tell them to curtail it, and then do you sort of keep a watch on whether that was one of the causes or, you know, or is this something that now she has to sort of curtail until, until she's pregnant? Well, a lot of times when women are exercising, like especially gymnasts, that they notice their cycles start becoming irregular and then, and then they actually stop. In that situation, it's usually because of low body fat. Um, we know that uh, women that are involved with dance um, and even the rockettes, uh, we had some of them as patients, that um, when they start training for the Christmas show, their, their periods stop, not because of the weight loss, but because of the strenuous exercise and the stress in which they're under. And what we do recommend to our patients is, again, to help them get pregnant, to curtail those activities. We watch their cycles and see if they start becoming regular. Um, if they don't become regular within a certain period of time, and we usually say around three or four months, then it's time for us to intervene and possibly even use medication to help them ovulate. So exercise, basically, is just individual. Is that what you're saying? Kind of give us your best advice about what you tell patients and what you tell women about including exercise in their daily regime, whether they should cut back, or how individual is it really? Well, we actually take, we, we take a look and then at their body fat. We take a look at their body mass index, and we take a look at the type of activities in which they're participating in. If they are long-distance runners and they like running marathons, we kind of recommend, again, curtailing that. And like I mentioned before, we just say casual walking is fine, but nothing that's power walking. And if they want to do uh, weights, free weights, that's fine also. But nothing that is going to cause them to be in a to do cardio or to, or something in which they want to lose weight. So you basically just don't want to worry about the weight loss while you're trying to conceive. Right. And that's great that's advice, Dr. Ziegler. It really is great advice. And so just tell us why women should look to the Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey for their care. Well, we kind of look at um, couples as part of the team, and it's kind of a team approach. We want to do what's comfortable for them, and we want to address their needs both medically and psychologically. And a lot of times you have to take a look outside the box, take a look at, and then at their social habits and kind of eat and even address those, which a lot of times patients do not find that being a big issue. 
Wow, it's great information. Thank you so much for being with us today. You're listening to Fertility Talk with the Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey. And for more information, you can go to fertilitynj.com. That's fertilitynj.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.